Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Anime Summit Newscast. It is January 11th, Friday as always, 2019. And I got you the sweet, sweet news. You know what? This news week, I literally just have a bunch of, like, upcoming stuff, like, to get hyped for. And then I got some funny stuff. And then a couple, couple big things at the end that I want to talk about. So let's do it. Um, upcoming hype stuff. Let's go. Here we go. Anime some. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> I'm Sam the Bomb. Okay, from the Anime Summit podcast, and uh, I'm by myself tonight. I know last week I had Danny on. Um, yeah, I'm by myself tonight. Uh, I didn't ask Nick because I assume that he's being a butthole somewhere, and Coca sucks. So here we go. Upcoming hype stuff. Let's do it. Um. The last film for the Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel series, movie series, uh, they announced that it will be coming out spring 2020. So there you go. Uh, it's like, seems like really like a long time between, uh, you know, all the movies there, but whatever. Uh, Dragon Ball Super movies coming to the U.S. theaters next week on Wednesday. So when you hear this, it'll be a couple of days from now, this Wednesday. This coming Wednesday, sorry. On the 16th, uh, if you go to, like, I think the... You probably just go to Funimation websites, or you could just you just Google it. If you just Google Dragon Ball Super Movie U.S. Theaters, um, Google will do its funny thing and show you movie times and stuff, and then you can click on it. And it's also on Fandango. You can go on the Fandango app or Fandango.com and look for tickets. I will be seeing it on the 16th uh, with a friend. It's going to be hype. Anyway... City Hunter movie is coming out February 8th. I love City Hunter. City Hunter is so cool. I have not consumed enough of the, the OVAs and anime. I've only consumed uh, I think the first series, a couple of the OVAs. There's so many of them. There's a lot. There's a lot of OVAs. There's like three or four series. There's a couple movies, I think. And then there's the live-action movie with Jackie Chan, probably arguably the best live-action anime adaptation ever made. Um... And I didn't know this. I just saw this today. They're doing like an anime for Final Fantasy 15 called Episode Arden Prologue. It's a short anime, and it's I think it premiered yesterday, or no? Short anime. Oh, the 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 trailer came out yesterday. The teaser uh, came out yesterday, and it's gonna come out in February sometime. So, for people who are into like Kingsglaive, and you're just into Final Fantasy 15, which I've heard a lot of mixed things on the game itself, but uh, there you go, if you're into Final Fantasy. Uh, Clannad visual novel to get a Switch port. Now, i got to say something about this really quick, okay? The Switch is doing pretty good, I think. I think it's doing pretty decent. Um, there's a lot of hype games for it. Um, people seem to like the ports of of other games that come to the Switch. Like, I've heard that the Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, port for the switch is not that bad i hear it's pretty good um uh, you know it's all and obviously the nintendo exclusive titles like smash ultimate and uh uh breath of the wild and all those games are really hype i think the switch is doing good now if people buy this visual novel there's going to be more chance that they're going to port more visual novels um for the switch and that's only a good thing right i mean visual novels are cool a lot of people like visual novels and you know a lot of them were on are on steam and a lot of them were on like psp and things like that and this might be a good way to re-release them on the switch 
Um, Gundam Hathaway's Flash is an anime film trilogy. The trailer came out. Um, it looks super hype. I don't know what era it takes place in. Um, but Hiroyuki Sawano is doing the music. Like, <laughs> like, come on now. Like, that's pretty hype. Um, it, the, the guy who wrote scripts for uh, Dead Man Wonderland, Gundam Unicorn, um, and Basilisk is uh, writing the script. And the director is Shuko Murase, who did Ergo Proxy, Gangsta, Witch Hunter Robin, and some others. Um, the mechanical design is done by known Gundam mecha designers, so that's pretty hype. I saw the trailer, and it looks pretty cool. It's supposed to be three movies. And, uh, yeah, they're planning to release uh, the film every two years, so six years for that shit. Um, oh, it looks like it takes place... Oh, it's based off a novel, and it takes place in the Universal Century 0105. For, for like, a little perspective on that, Shar's Counterattack is set in 0093, and War in the Pocket is set in 0083, the original Mobile Suit Gundam is set in 0079. So, Universal Century, there you go, for the Gundam the Gundam hypes out there. Um, what else? Is, I still, I'm still on the hype list, you guys. I'm still on the hype list right now. Oh, here we go. New Ghost in the Shell CG Netflix show for 2020. Now, here's my thing. Can we just leave Ghost in the Shell alone? Like, can we do that? Let's just do that because you came out with Arise or whatever the, the hell that was. And it was just like, I wasn't into it. I wasn't really feeling it. I didn't even watch all of it. I think I watched the first one and that was it. And I just wasn't into it. I didn't like the way she looked. You know what I mean? But uh, the major looks, you know, then you had the Scar Joe movie and then it was just like, dude, can we just leave this alone? To be fair though, she does look more like the way they made her look. There's a picture of it. On uh, if you go to Anime News Network, you can find it. There's a picture of it. She does more look more like her manga original manga counterpart. That's pretty cool. She and and more so like uh, how she looked in Standalone, which was based on the original as well. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll give it a shot. Okay, I'm sure we're gonna do a podcast episode about it because we're always we're always watching Netflix. We're always like, hmm, what's Netflix gonna do now that we can shoot on? But yes, anyway, oh, Made in Abyss movie. I didn't know there was a movie coming out, but I guess there's a movie coming out. I don't know if that's supposed to, like, end the series or be in between seasons or if it's going to be something that's non-canon or whatever, not manga-related. But yeah, um, last hype thing, they announced today, Square Enix announced that Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to have an epilogue at the end of the game. Now, the reason why I bring that up, though, and I know I've been bringing up Kingdom Hearts a lot, but I'm just so freaking hyped for it. It comes out in, like, Probably like in like another couple weeks, I think, right? End of January or something like that. Kingdom Hearts. Here's what you don't get, okay? Like Kingdom Hearts originally, and a lot of people know how confusing it is and crazy it is. And he wrote shit like on the way, like he didn't plan it. And you know, some of that, a lot of that's true, definitely. But the thing about Kingdom Hearts is that it was originally supposed to just be a trilogy with like maybe one or two side games. And that was supposed to be comprised of one saga, and then there was going to be another saga. It's going to be like kind of like anthology, kind of. So, like, 
in this case, if it keeps going the course it's going, Kingdom Hearts 4, 5, and 6, and all of those side games will be something completely different, but will still center around the the world of Kingdom Hearts, which is the big heart-shaped planet that has darkness and light and all that stuff and whatever. All the themes that go along with it, you know, hearts and connect connecting worlds and connecting hearts and all that shit. But the reason why I'm hype about that and the reason I bring it up is, like, I wonder if that epilogue has to do with that. That's, like, maybe it's going to be, like, not just, like, an ending to the saga, which they call the Dark Seeker saga, which is all the games that are out now. But it's going to have something to do with the next thing in the series, if they even do that, which God fucking knows, right? It's, it was over 10 years that we were waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out, so who fucking knows? I don't know. I don't even think they're even going to make that anymore. They're probably not going to make anymore after this one, given the fact that they fucked so, with so many people and, you know, strung us along. You know, fuck you, Tetsuya Nomura, you bitch. Anyway, um, I'm going to do this new section on the news called Did You Know? Because this is hype stuff that I didn't know about. Did you know that there's a stage play for Galaxy Express 999? It's fucking awesome. Anyway, there's a lot of uh, cool anime stage plays coming out. There was an Inuyasha one that came out like a year ago, maybe a little under a year ago. The, the photos, the, they always take these really cool photos for it, promotional photos for it, and uh, all the characters look super cool. Okay, here we go. I'm going to get into the the news. Um, I saw this today. I thought this was hilarious, and I, I bring it up because it's Chinese, but it's it's a fucking it, it's hilarious. Anyway, there's this new CGI movie adaptation coming out, and it's 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 just, it's a Chinese film, and it's supposed to be, it's called Armored War God Monkey King, and what it is, is it's a adaptation of Journey to the West, the classic folklore tale of the Monkey King, but it's like futuristic. But if you like look at the screenshots and like the trailer and shit, it just looks like Iron Man and he's just recolored. Like it <laughs> people like they 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 like posted the website or whatever and people the internet went crazy. Like the the nerd community on the internet was like LOL, look at this shit. This is hilarious. And it already just got laughed off the internet. It was fucking funny, dude. It was so hilarious. Um, the trailer ignited outrage in China's internet community and, uh, one Chinese nerd, and I say Chinese cause this is somebody's like Twitter, uh, from, from China. He's a guy from China. And he said, Stanley passed away just not that long ago. How dare you? <laughs> he wrote on a, he wrote on a blog. Oh, sorry. It's not a tweet. It's a blog called Weibo. Um, it's pretty hilarious. I, I don't know if they if they think they get... Like, if you look at the fucking poster, man, I'll fucking... Oh, my God. I'll link you guys. It's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. It just it just looks Iron Man. And the bad guy he's fighting in one of the screenshots looks like War Machine with a ponytail, like one of those Chinese top knots. And there's even, like, a screenshot of the guy's face in the suit. And it looks exactly like when it, you know, shows Robert Downey's face with all of the hologram controls and shit. Like... It's so funny. It's just straight up Iron Man. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna actually push that one to the end because that's way more hype than anything ever, all the time. Um, 
So here's the thing, okay? I'm going to mention this right now. Actually, no, I'll mention that in a second. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Uh, the new trailer for the new Super Robot Wars game called Super Robot Wars T came out. So if you don't know what Super Robot Wars is, it's a series of games. The first one, I believe, was like on Nintendo, like the original Famicom. Um, not a lot of them have come out for America. So the, like one of the only ways to consume like the better games um, were to mod your PS2 uh, or get a, a Japanese language switch disc for your PS2, or you'd had to had a Super Famicom or a modded Super Nintendo to play Fam- Super Famicom games. Um, and the way to mod a U.S. Super Nintendo is like not hard, but it's not ideal. <laughs> but uh, and then there was you know the language stuff too, so you had to do other stuff, I guess. But anyway, it's a series of games done by uh, Bandai Namco where it's just a huge crossover of all these cool giant robot anime uh, heroes, and you fight against all the villains and stuff like that. It's like, uh, it's like you know, it's like Marvel's Capcom, and you're fighting against, uh, you know, Thanos and uh, um, and Bison, you know? It, 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 except it's with uh, the giant robots and the good guys versus the bad guys. And it's super sick. Um, the last one that came out, I think it was a couple years ago or a year ago. Um, this one, though has probably the most characters, like, to date, and it's part of the series called The International Era, which is uh, three games that were supposed to be um, national... Oops, hold on a second. That were supposed to be massive crossovers. Um, And I think also because these ones are coming to America. So I think this one's coming to America. Um, Super Robot Wars V... Uh, I think was one of the ones that came to America and it was part of the international series. But anyway, this one has Nadesco. It has G Gundam. It has, um, uh, what's, what's the, what's that one? Nick just talked about it today. Hold on a second on discord. Oh, Yusha. Oh, uh, Gao Gaigar. It has Mazinger. Of course, the original ones, like the older ones, they just had like, you know, they had Getter Robo, Mazinger. Um, I think Ultraman was probably in one of them. He just turned huge. To, uh, Gundams, you know, here and there, and a few others. Nowadays, you know, in, in the newer ones, you have, like, Evangelion, Nadesco, um, a lot of Sunrise robots, a lot of Gundam, a lot of the newer Gundams. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just super huge. It's a super huge crossover. These are fun games. They're tactical RPGs. Okay, and they're super sick. They have, like, these minimal animation sequences in it. And the trailer just looks super hype. Like, if anything, these are just fun to watch. Let's plays up on YouTube. Um, but I had to mention that because I love Super Robot Wars. I love robots, and I had to bring that up. Um, so th- th- these people, um, this next thing I want to bring up, I just want to say, disclosure right now, these people are not paying me to say this. I am merely bringing it up because I know that there are people on my Discord who buy vinyl, um, and I am a vinyl collector myself, okay? So there's this website called Tiger Lab Vinyl, and they have printed um, anime soundtracks on vinyl. And the newest one that they printed is a Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust soundtrack, and that soundtrack is pretty solid. Um it's it's uh i believe it's a double vinyl so it's 30 bucks 
Um, it comes with a blood splatter and black record print. Um, and it's fucking dope, dude. They also have, um, uh, they also have Legend of the Overfiend, the same one that we, uh, that we reviewed. They have that on vinyl and they have Wicked City on vinyl. Um, the two others that are really good though that they have is Perfect Blue, uh, on vinyl. Uh, the original score done by uh, Masahiro uh, Ikumi and Devilman The Birth, the original score by Kenji uh, uh, Kawaii. Devilman The Birth, if you haven't seen that, it's it's a it's a pretty good adaptation um, by Gona Guy. It was a, a 1987 movie that kind of readapted from the original Devilman. And actually, it's uh, Devilman Crybaby used a lot of the same uh, plot parts and plot points that are in The Birth, in the nightclub scene in the beginning and all that crazy shit. So anyway, that's pretty hype. For anyone who wants to fucking uh, buy those, you should. Uh, for if you have a record player or you, you just want it because it's fucking cool, you know. Um, that being said, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, so... So the latest episode of the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime, uh, it was called A Passionate Heart That Can Smash Even Rock. Olivia and Brock. Um, Brock um, finally gets a girlfriend. Like what? <laughs> He's finally going to get some. Uh, if you know, if you're not familiar with the Pokemon anime series, fucking Brock is always hitting on freaking every pretty girl that he comes across and not in an inappropriate manner more so in like a lovey-dovey manner and this girl uh olivia she like is in love with him like she sees him and and she's like oh my god uh," and it's like holy crap so brock is finally gonna get some anytime that somebody's about to get some you gotta celebrate don't hate the hustle anyway Here's the best part about that episode, though. That whole episode is a fucking spoof off of the G Gundam finale. Yes, I literally just said that. The whole episode spoofs the G Gundam finale. The big fucking, the darkness Gundam with all the fucking snake serpent Gundam head thingies. Uh, Except in Pokemon, it's a bunch of Meowth robot heads at the end of them. Um, the, the, The... the Sekiha Love Love Burning Tenkyoken is is kind of uh, recreated between Olivia and Brock, except theirs is called the Continental Crush Attack, and they shoot it at the at the main head of the Mecha uh, Meowth thing to rescue all their friends. It is seriously hilarious. You can watch it and watch the the Love Love Sekiha Tenkyoken with Domon and and Rain. And watch the Pokemon episode. It's it's pretty funny. It's pretty hilarious. I'm gonna link that. So yeah, Brock gets laid, and in the same episode, they spoofed G Gundam. That's pretty funny. Um, let's see. Okay, this next thing, I'm gonna. So this next, these are the, the I'm at the I'm at the end here. These are the big things. Okay. Now a lot of people wonder why uh, I got I got asked. Hey, why didn't you talk about the Soldier Boy? You talk, you do, you do video game news. Why didn't you talk about the Soldier Boy console thing? Because it's fucking dumb. That's why he literally just bought Chinese knockoff things with, 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 with 
retro pies in them and is selling them and they're terrible. Um, I think the only thing that's newsworthy about that is Nintendo like going after him. Uh, and you know what? I'm not big on a lot of negative news like that. Um, and the, the, not that this is super negative, but like there's other things that come to my attention where it's like, Oh, this person got arrested for this. I don't really like talking about that stuff. You know, I'm not big on that. You know, oh, this video game director, this anime animator got, you know, caught murdering his dog or something. I don't know. I'm not big on that shit. I don't like talking about it. So I always skip over it. And I always skip over stuff like this because it's just dumb. Like, you know what I mean? It's stupid. I want to talk about nerdy stuff, video games and anime and, and anime video games and things like that. You know what I mean? So that's why I didn't bring it up. The reason I bring it up now, though, is because it came through my feed again um on on facebook and twitter and it was just like god like shut up soldier boy just get out of here like you're not relevant anymore crank that was only good when the band i set my friends on fire covered it and they're the only reason you're popular fuck you um anyway the only time i like to bring up negative news or sad news is when somebody really cool passed away i think that's important because then i can dedicate you know the episode to them and all that stuff um, but yeah, other than that, I'm not really big on talking about stupid or negative stuff. So I just want to mention that cause I got asked about that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not big on it. So anyway, here's the two big things right now. Okay, here we go. Uh, or no, three big things. This one's medium big and the last two are big, big. So resident evil two, the, 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 the remake. Okay. It's the a demo of it is now live on PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Um, or actually, I think the demo is just on PS4. But here's the problem the demo is a one shot demo, meaning when you start the demo, a timer for 30 minutes starts, and once you get through it. And you you take down a couple of zombies, you solve some puzzles, and you get out of the police station. Once you beat it, you cannot play the demo anymore. And if you die during the demo, you can try. You're free to start again, but the timer's going to keep going. So, like, if I'm playing for five minutes and I die, I can try again, but now it's gonna. I'm only going to have 25 minutes left. And if I die again five minutes later, then I can try again, but I'm only going to have 20 minutes left. So, and then after that, it's done. After you beat it or you 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 waste the thirty minutes, it's gone. You can't play it the demo anymore. I think that's a really weird thing. I get it. I guess kind of. I don't know. See, back in the day, you used to be able to walk into. You still can. You can walk into a Target or a Walmart, and they have a Nintendo Switch set up and like a PS4 set up, and you can just play uh, the demo programmings that they that you know the the video game companies install into your display. You know what I mean? Nintendo of America employee, maintenance employee will come. They will put a demo program in the your display Nintendo Switch for people to look at and play and see trailers. And you know what I mean? You can you could sit there all day and fucking play it. You know what I mean? And now we can play demos at home because of PlayStation Network and Xbox Live and all of that stuff. But 
this one shot thing is like I've never heard of it. It's really weird. It's not you know, I imagine it's something like you go to E three and they're like, Oh yeah, come line up and play this and you can play for thirty minutes and the next person can go. I imagine it's like that, except you're doing this at home, you're downloading it, and then once you start it, the timer goes. So it's like that's really fucking weird. The game looks super sick though. Anyway, here is the two big pieces of news. Here we go. Um for those of you who play Overwatch, you know what's weird about Overwatch? Overwatch is is by Blizzard and it's an American game. It's by an American company. But the artwork of Overwatch is so it's so easily like anime like. You know what I mean? Like there's so much there's so much uh inspiration from manga and anime in the character design, I think. And I just freaking love that. And the art design itself, you know what I mean? It's so easy to make you know, fan art, fan, fan art in, in manga form with these characters. Um, anyway, I just thought that was cool. I, I'm just, that's just a thought, random fucking thought I had, but anyway, I'm a big overwatch fan and I know there's a lot of people in our discord that, um, that I play overwatch with and have fun with it. So it was really cool that the Bastet event came out and it came out with a comic and it was revealed, albeit subtly that, Soldier 76 Commander Morrison was gay. Um, and the way they revealed it was Anna kind of is like visiting him in Bastet and she she brings she pulls up this photo and it's a photo of a young uh, Commander Morrison with a guy named Vincent with short like dark hair and she's like, Oh look, like look at this and he's like, Vincent, I haven't thought about him in years and Anna's like, Oh, you still keeping a candlelit for him? And he's just like, Nah. And she's like, why not? Like, you know, you can easily, like, ask Winston to, like, hunt him down, right, with Overwatch computers. And he's just like, okay, touchy subject. Like, let's move on. Like, he got married. They're happy. I'm happy for him. And they kind of just moved on from there and then continued the rest of the story. Now, I've already talked about why representation is important, whether it's queer representation or or, or culturally or ethnic representation. I've, I've talked about that on the podcast, about why that stuff's important. Because the default is always to have, you know, other things. And, you know, it, it's 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 really cool for people like me and uh, the LGBTQ community to see that that there are, there are gay men out there who aren't, like, the typical, stereotypical, flamboyant, femme-presenting gay men. Which is fine. Those gay men are cool, too. But, like, it seems like in every major, like, Hollywood movie or mainstream game you have a gay character and they're either a really just like femme presenting and they're into red wine and things like that. And uh, fashion runway uh, or like they're a drag queen. And it's like, dude, there's so many kinds of like gay people out there. And to see, you know, commander Morrison, he's this tough guy. He's a loner. He's a lone wolf. He is a vigilante and he's gay, you know, and it's cool to have that kind of representation. And if you want to hear why I think representation is important, you should just listen to the latest episode of our podcast, the season, the fall seasonal review, and when I talk about Zombieland Saga. And especially when they don't make, like, a super huge deal about this. Like, like you know, he wasn't wearing a fucking sign on his neck that says, I'm gay, throughout the whole fucking comic, okay? It was just a little thing. He was in love. It happens. Whether it was a, a woman or a guy doesn't matter. The whole point of the the that little part was... He was in love and he left his love for the job. And that is a very real thing that happens to a lot of couples, a lot of people, you know, 
you get a divorce because you were too into your job. Like, I want to break up with you. Like, you care more about your job than me. You know, that happens whether you're straight or gay or, or you know, an asexual, aromantic couple. It doesn't matter. That shit happens all the time. Happens to your best friend. You know, like, oh, you don't hang out with me anymore, man. You fucking, you're so busy with your your butt and your farts and your asshole. Like, fuck you, you know, your dog. Whatever. It happens. It's a real-life thing that happens, and it's really cool. I thought it was really cool. So, sorry, I didn't mean to, like, I got excited about that, okay? Like, it's really cool. It's cool for people like me to see this kind of representation. Um, and if you can't understand why, then you should just listen to the seasonal app th- that we just put out where I talk about Zombieland Saga, or you should just ask me, and I'll tell you why. Um, but that's not the biggest piece of news. The biggest piece of news is this, and it's not really news because everyone already kind of knows about it, but I want to talk about it because I think it's pretty, there, there's a, there's a pretty much, it's pretty much agreed in our discord that, that it's, that we, we, we all think the same way. So the Crunchyroll Awards are here. Okay. And the voting is now open for you to go in and vote. And I think. February 16th, the winners will be revealed live in San Francisco, streamed exclusively on Twitch. Um, The reason I bring it up, okay, is because there was only six choices for, like, each category. And when you you do the things that me and Nick and Danny and Coca and Mac even – that we do or you do the things that the triple a podcast people do or whatever other anime podcasts out there manime matt mother's basement uh black critic guy all those guys you know um and uh when you do this even dodger from the co-optional podcast you know she watches anime she tries to keep up you know all the time when you watch anime like we do and you watch the things that we watch and we find ways to watch them, whether they're on Crunchyroll or not. There's just so many better choices than some of the things that are on here. And I understand that it's just the stuff that they stream. You know, I totally get that. But like, I, <laughs> I don't know, man, the Crunchyroll rewards suck. Like they're just dumb. You know, I think, uh, I think for and a lot of a lot of people in our Discord, actually everyone in our Discord, they watch all the stuff we're watching, and it's about sixty seventy percent more of the shows that than that are listed in any of these categories. There's so many other shows that could be be put in these categories. You should at least have twelve choices for each of these categories, and I just think I just think that's a, a weird thing. I think it's dumb. I think Crunchyroll sucks. You know, I don't. I you're gonna have the Crunchyroll Awards, fine, but it's not gonna be the definitive anime awards for me for the year. I just disagree. If you're gonna do anime awards at all, you have to have at least twelve fucking choices on there. Okay, this is not the fucking Oscars. All right, and and also the Oscars are trash. You know what I mean? And that's basically what Crunchyroll anime awards are turning into, in my opinion. Um, not that I followed the anime awards that long. I've only been following it since I started this podcast, but. You know, this gives me a chance to talk about it and how I feel about it, even though I'm pretty sure everyone in the Discord knows how I feel about it. But I want to know what you think, and that's why I bring it up. I want to I know what you guys 
what you guys think. Like, there should be at least 10 to 12 choices in each category here, depending on the category. Maybe some of them have 8, maybe some of them have 10. I don't know, but 6 choices for each thing is, is super garbage. I think that's dumb. Maybe if it's anime films, I can understand it being only 6 or 7 maybe or 8. But come on. There's so much shit out there that we can watch, that we can consume. And, you know, Crunchyroll is just so far its own ass, so far up its own ass lately. It's just, you know, I don't know. And I don't mean to talk shit about Crunchyroll. You know, I love Crunchyroll. Okay, I love using it. I use it every day. I think, I think the anime gods that they, that they, they blessed me with, with fans who would have, who bought me a year subscription to it. Um, shout out to Sen and Theo and, and Harvester and Zayla and Nate and, uh, um, uh, some other people, uh, no, no, I named them all. Oh, and Heather, uh, pretty, pretty crazy cosplay. She was a guest on our cosplay episode. They, they, they bought me a year subscription and I use it all the time to keep up on my seasonal shit. Don't get me wrong. I love Crunchyroll, but like, you got You guys gotta. You you guys gotta fix this. Like this is. We were talking about it today in the Discord, and and people were just like, ah, you know, fuck, you know, this for best animation. He's got all loose to Violet Evergarden, and these are some great shows, you know, and all this stuff and some other thing. People were debating today, and you know, I love that. I love having that discourse in our Discord and having that conversation and stuff like that. That's really fun. But you know what? Keep the conversation going. Keep it interesting. Put more choices in there. Whether they stream on your website or not, Crunchyroll, put some more choices on there. That's just, this is just, in my opinion, it's a little, it's a little ludicrous. It's a little asinine. So that's why I bring it up. That's my big thing, my big spiel for the end here. This has been the Anime Summit Newscast for January 11th, 2019. Um... Links.animesummit.net. You can go find all of our things right there. Follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram and stuff. Don't go to the main website or don't go to the Amazon because those are not fixed. We're going to update those soon. But please go to Amazon.com slash Anime Summit. Buy a t-shirt. I'm going to design more and put them up there soon. Some more Anime Summit t-shirts. We're going to put one. I'm just going to plaster Nick's face right on the front. Just Nick's face right on the front. And it's going to say, you know what I'm saying, at the bottom of it. Tell me if you want to see that shirt. Let me know if you want to see that shirt. I'll fucking make it right now. Anyway, I've been your favorite Femtaku host, Sam, the Bomb, the Turkey Tom, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>